Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Order Trader Podcast, SA's number one motoring podcast. My name is Wendy Lesishi, and I'm joined in the studio by George. How's it, Wendy? How's it going? Good and you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Just uh, hoping the rain doesn't come and get us. I mean, I know across the country it's been it's pretty been, right now. It's been unbelievable. I mean, that stuff in KZN is just sad. Yeah. Um, did you see some of those waves? I mean, I have family down there. So, okay. I mean, they've been sending me pretty much the entire full package of what's happening. I, I saw this video clip of people standing, um, on the beach. I don't know where it was. Not on yeah. the beach, but like higher up on the, yeah. on the, on the, on the, on the hills or, you know, um, like on higher ground watching these humongous waves. Like in the ocean. Yeah. Like tsunami type. Well, not tsunami type, but just these big waves yeah. kind of like crash into the, you know, onto the shore. Land, yeah. It's um, absolutely insane. People should just stay safe right now because I know it's going to be around for. Yeah. But it just, I mean, I suppose it shows you, right? Um, the planet, uh, has no mercy. Yeah. The planet has no mercy and we build things on the shoreline. Do you think it's global warming or do you think it's just bad sound planning? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's a funny question. It, it came out of nowhere and it's just, it's it, so destructive. It didn't come out of nowhere though, because, um, remember it was a couple of years ago in, uh, I think it was, um, uh, Margate. Yeah. They yeah, had the, those, the landslides. Yeah. Those, those, yeah. Those like big waves and, yeah. um, you know, washed a lot of the beachfront away. Yeah. And, uh, um, and so, so I, I don't think it comes out of nowhere. I just, I just think that, you know, weather is unpredictable. Mm. Um, you know, you, we, we, we don't live in a, a universe where we can predict what gonna the cosmos next, yeah. is going to do, what the planet's going to do. You know, we can to a certain degree. How often have you looked at a weather app on yeah. your phone for like tomorrow's weather or the next day's weather? And then you get there and it's different. I mean, for the most part, is yeah, you know, it's it's it's, it's it's pretty accurate, but yeah. it's not a hundred percent accurate. For sure, you know. For sure, yeah. When they I say mean, it's going to rain at three o'clock, it, yeah, sometimes it rains at two o'clock, mm, that's or true. four o'clock. It's just been a difficult like decade, yeah. and, you know, since the twenties started. It's just been hectic. Yeah. Anyways, so, in today's episode, we'll be talking about semiconductors. I know it's something that you're quite passionate about. Um, well, I'm a, I, yeah, I suppose I'm passionate about semiconductors because of what they, what they, what what they allow us to have. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll just get into basically what the issue is with the semiconductor shortage, the reality. And then we'll talk about the company that kind of has the key to solving a lot of the problems. Um, and, and, and essentially kind of cause some of the problems, uh, depending on who you ask. Mm. Um, but yeah, do you know how many chips are inside a, a modern car? Well, apparently 1400. Yeah. 1400, 1400 different chips. chips yeah. So, uh, uh, the, the, the chips run everything from airbags to collision avoidance, uh, uh, parking assist to the power delivery system to the electrical system to mm-hmm. comfort control, uh, infotainment and, uh, uh, you know, connectivity, wifi and, uh, mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. So, so, um, a lot of these chips are not as smart as the chips in your mobile phone. So don't, the phone, so say, don't, yeah. don't, I mean, I, I wouldn't think, like, don't think about these silicon chips in terms of, you know, they're computers. Computer. They yeah. are, they're the same, made of the same stuff, but they're not the, the kinds of silicon chips in, you know, these computers that we're using. Yeah. So do you understand exactly what happened? Do you want to give like a, a quick crash course of your understanding of how we got to a point where we even talking about semi chip conductors? Um, because I think a lot of people don't, you know, they've heard about it, 
but to kind of unpack what the issue has resulted in and where it comes from is, is kind of the challenge. Well, I mean, let's, let's first start off by saying there's a major chip shortage in the world. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, semi, semiconductor chip manufacturers, and there's one big one. Um, you know, let's, uh, uh, we'll, we'll probably get there just now, but there's one big one. Yeah. Um, and, uh, um, semi, semiconductor chip manufacturers were in decline in terms of demand. Demand was in actually, actually in decline. Yeah. Um, slight decline. Uh, you know, we, uh, we weren't, we weren't demanding as many silicon chips as yeah. we were, um, you know, uh, um, before. So, um, so plants weren't geared for this massive mm. ramp up in semiconductor production. When you say the demand has changed, it's specifically as a result of, uh, more people needing more electronics. Um, and you're getting ahead of me. Okay. Um, okay. uh, uh, so, so, so before COVID, right? Yeah. Silicon chip demand was yeah. in decline. Um, then COVID hit. Okay. And people made some assumptions, including car manufacturers. And those assumptions were that, uh, demand was going to fall. Okay. And, um, um, I'm not quite sure what the silicon chip manufacturer's, um, uh, outlook was, but, uh, uh it's not easy to spin up a, a silicon chip factory. So it's not a case of like, okay, COVID hits, let's put another factory up, you know? So, so, so it's not like they can ramp up demand very quickly. Yeah. But car manufacturers, um, effectively thought that car demand was going to fall. So yeah. what they did was they ramped down production. Mm. Many instances, 50% production. In some instances, they didn't produce at all, right? So what happens is you place less orders with the silicon chip manufacturers. Yeah. And when you place less orders with the silicon chip manufacturers, those factories have to run 24-7. Yeah, correct. They have to run 24-7. Correct. Okay? You, can't, you can't stop them. You know, it's clean you know, dust-free environment. There has to be this churn all the time, okay? But what happened at the same time is electronic, this is what you said just now, ele- electronic demand shot up because mm. we all entered lockdown. Suddenly, uh, we needed computers, we needed uh, video cameras, we needed internet cameras, we needed printers, um, and that demand shot up. Now, more sophisticated chips, as we just mentioned yeah uh, they're, they're much more sophisticated chips the demand shots up for those those are obviously more profitable for the silicon chip manufacturer yeah. um and in so in so happening now there was an increase in demand actually the production needed to increase so silicon chip manufacturer said woohoo great stuff car demand is down we can fill that capacity with yeah. consumer consumer electronics at the same time there's also a shortage of workers because of the different lockdowns impacting these countries where these you know, factories are situated yes yes so you're coupling that with all of these things together and then we get to a point where people actually want more cars as well well now that mm. then 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 kind of we couple of go a couple of months into lockdown mm. and the car uh, industry realizes hold on a second car demand has not actually died Declined, yeah yeah we got it wrong yeah Despite prices going up, despite basically everything that we thought would happen. Demand did not fall. Okay. I mean, we saw that on the order trader platform. Demand actually went up. It's still, it's and it's still, still flying. Up. Yeah. So, uh, um, so, so, so demand didn't fall to the degree that uh, people thought it would fall. Mm. And so car manufacturers then now go back. Oh, on a second. We need these chips. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not crisps, chips. <laughs> 
<laughs> we need these silicon chips. Yeah. Um, uh, because we need to produce cars. And the silicon chip companies said, but hold on a second. We filled our capacity with consumer electronics. Yeah. We can't give you chips. We'd love to, but we can't. Yeah. For context, it takes about four months for a plant to really be geared um, to produce these chips. Four to 18 months, depending on what the requirements is. Um, and that's kind of been the problem is it's not the same thing as just building a new factory and then you get going. They are complicated and they're very specialized chips in terms of from product to product. Um, so that's been one of the big challenges. And I think America is one of the countries that have been trying to address this. They're the ones who have really understood that we need, um, to quickly get to a point where we do not have this problem anymore because I don't think it's going to go down. I think the demand for electronics and cars is, is, is definitely going to become more required in the future. Um, and we just got to a point now where it's been catalyzed and accelerated. Well, I mean, I think, I think the world has, has realized that we're very reliant on one company. Yeah. Um, you know, and that company is, uh, is in Japan. Hang in Taiwan. Um, um, and sorry, Taiwan. And, uh, it's TSMC. And Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. Exactly. And, um, and it manufactures most of the, of the chips in the world. Yeah. I think they have a monopoly. Well, not monopoly, but they, they definitely are the largest player upwards of 70% yeah. of all chips. And now Taiwan is, is kind of an interesting country because they've been in this weird tug of war with China. Um, and China, I think, I think this one company alone, you know, brings in the most money into Taiwan as a whole. And China wants this company, but you know, um, there's kind of this fight between, uh, these two nations and everyone wants to get their hand on these chips, but they also have relationships with, with China. So it's kind of a strange scenario that everyone's kind of, um, dealing with and relationships that they're dealing with. So I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but the reality is it's going to be a, a while before we get to a point where, you know, things are normalized. Yeah, I mean, don't underestimate the, in, you know, the, the absolute ingenuity and, um, and drive of the Americans. Yeah. Um, you know, those guys are not going to take this lying down. Um, you know, that, that's a big nation. It's yeah. a world leader. And, uh, um, and it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, Apple, for instance. So, so if you think about silicon chip design, manufacture, and then deployment into, into these, uh, these products of ours, right? Um, the, the thing that TSMC does is they manufacture the chips. Yeah. They don't design them. Okay. Okay. So Apple will design its own silicon. It won't manufacture its own silicon. Just from a cost per- point of view, you know, Taiwan already has the infrastructure. Well, the, yeah, the infrastructure and the facilities, as you pointed out just now, is, yeah. it's a huge deal. You know, um, so, so the, the separation of that design and manufacture, um, is, uh, uh, is important, you know, and, and, and I think this is where, this is where Intel partly got it wrong. Yeah. Is because Intel went down the road of design and manufacture. And, and so, so everybody had to conform with, um, with Intel's design of the silicon chip, mm. the Intel silicon chip, mm. um, or the computer chip. And that, 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 Thinking now, I think, yeah. is changing. You know, where uh, like Apple, Apple's got their own silicon. Um, they design it. So, what does what does design mean? You know, they design the transistors and how they operate on the silicon chip for case use of the product that they're trying to for their product. Yeah. Yes. So, I think that's the problem. I think a lot of people want to be good at everything or try to do everything, 
Um, you don't have to be good at everything. No. You can kind of outsource you can. to someone who's better at one aspect of the end product. Well, I mean, look at these electric cars, for instance. I, I was in the um, a Volvo P8 recharge the other day, yeah. right? And uh, and I was sitting with the Audi uh, e-tron. And this is a beautiful e-tron. <laughs> it is. We got lost in semiconductors and we forgot to even talk about the, the standing car behind us. Um, you're going to knock my tea onto my computer. <laughs> you're getting so excited. Um, uh, so, so, um, if we, if we, if we just kind of like, um, focus on, uh, uh that design manufacture phase that, um, that, that for instance, Apple, you know, designs their own chips for their, for their own products. Um, um, and, and the world in which we, we live in with, um, you know, people, uh, uh, um, having to use third party designed and manufactured chips, yeah. like, um, the Intel chip has it, as it historically was. The world is very fast moving towards the realization that, as you, as you pointed out, the, um, um, there's no need to be good at everything. Mm. And that's, kind of the split that you see happening. Uh, um, and, and we see it in that P8 recharge um, because what do they use in their maps? I'm assuming it's Google Maps or… They use Google uh, Maps. Yeah. They didn't try and reinvent the wheel when it comes to maps. Yeah. They just plugged into the best map provider in the world, which was Google Maps. Yeah. Now, um, does a car manufacturer manufacturer want to compete with a mapping company? No. Yeah. Do you want to take control of the world's maps? No. Rather just plug into the best map in the world. In a scenario where you have uh, a Tesla, for instance, that's pretty much the opposite of this. Um, they, I mean, they do a lot of it. Okay. So, themselves. so there are some exceptions, okay. right? Where you can be really world class with it. Yeah. And better than anyone else. Yeah. Then go ahead. Have a go. Have a have a go at it. Apple is an example of that. Yeah. Apple does everything well, but they realize what they don't do well, and they they didn't go and try and they don't try and manufacture their own chip. Yeah. They don't go and try and assemble their own phone. They'll design the phone, and you can see at the back of the phones it says "designed in California, manufactured in China." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or assembled in China, sorry. Um, so, so, so I think, I think, I think OEMs, uh, will start to realize this is that, um, if you can, like, if, if, uh, uh, let me give you a really good example. Um, uh, uh, an execution of a really good mapping system in a car has been the BMW iX. Yeah. I drove the iX down to the Free State and that car's mapping product is really good. I think for, for years, they've kind of been the premier, you know, mapping. It was a big selling point for them for, for a long time until obviously the Google Maps and the Android Auto and the, um, AirPlay. Not the AirPlay, the, um, yeah, Apple CarPlay. CarPlay. Yeah. Came along. Um, but you know, now you have to get kind of, uh, creative with what you're going to sell. And I don't think, uh, that's a thing anymore. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, uh, and, 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 and so, so I'm not saying don't do it. Don't do it if you can't do it. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, if you can really create this ecosystem where, uh, where you can build your own maps and we're just using maps as an example, then, uh, um, then do it. 
Let's go back to America a little bit. You said that we should not underestimate the power that they have um, and how they'll be really quick to kind of adapt and, and, and address this issue. So I don't know if you read, but um, the U.S. government has implemented the Chips of America Act, which is essentially they are uh, investing about $25 billion of taxpayers' money into the development and um I guess inclusion or, or building of, of these factories. So they are addressing this pretty rapidly and they understand that they don't want to be at the mercy of, of another nation essentially or another company ultimately um, when it comes to this issue. Do you see the requirements for this around the world or do you think we should just kind of not panic right now? Um, I, I think um, I think America's taking it head on and uh, I haven't read that article, but let me guess it's happening in Texas. It is. Uh, that's kind of where they're going to be building most of them. I, I think Texas is going to become the new Silicon Valley. You think so? Yeah. I think Texas is going to, that, that Texas governor, he's switched on. He knows what he's doing. Kind of aggressive with he's, his. Yeah. His he's unbelievably aggressive. He knows every, all, all, you know, a lot of companies are, are moving there. Yeah. So, so it's not surprising that, um, that this, this initiative is happening in Texas. But, uh, so, so yes, don't underestimate America. America is not going to sit still. They're not going to sit back and just let the world happen to them. I mean, given that there's, you know, 1,400 different chips in, in, in cars, why haven't automakers just done it themselves? I mean, it seems like it's a very important component um, of the vehicle. I know about 40% of an entire cost of production of a vehicle is purely just the chips. So why aren't automakers just um, addressing this? Does Tesla manufacture its own chip? Or design its own chip. Um, I'd be interested to know. Uh, actually, not a. Um, Tesla is the latest non-traditional chip maker to design its own silicon. So it's also designing its own silicon now, um, because it uses artificial intelligence. Yeah, it makes okay. sense. So it's doing the same as Apple's doing. So I would say, uh, manufacturing maybe not. Yeah, designing definitely, because you can design a chip. For your software to 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 play on, yeah, that is perfect for your hardware. I still think that OEM should potentially consider manufacturing. Well, how else are you going to address this issue? Well, well this you is- leave it up to leave it up to third party companies who will manufacture for you. Mm. You know, um, it's, it's 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 like archi- architecture, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, you designing a house, yeah, versus building the house. Things. You, you could, you could outsource that building mm. to literally any construction company and you would get a very similar result. Yeah. But, um, the design is where the important part lie. Mm. And I think silicon's the same. So when do you think that we will get to a point, um, where things have normalized? Do you think it's impacted supply chains for the next two years? Next year? Uh, well, the rumors have it that this silicon shortage problem is going to be with us for the rest of this year. Yeah. Um, I know at the beginning, the ignition episode that we did, we did speak about this quite briefly. And then uh, they were predicting about a year and a half. But I'm not sure. I think it might be a little bit longer than that. It's because, you know, people, the demand for products in general is still climbing. I mean, generally, the, the, the human race is, is op- optimistic, right? Yeah. And... Um, and being in, in being optimistic, yeah. uh, we always are later than we say we are. 
Yeah. So chances are, if if rumor has it that the silicon chip shortage is going to be around for the next uh, twelve months, yeah. probably eighteen, twenty-four, maybe. Yeah. Um, Plus, we shouldn't forget the cars are getting smart, which means there's demand for more. Exactly. Um, Plus, there's more electronics coming online. Plus, there's more technology. So, so I think it's a big recipe for uh, continued used car buoyancy. For sure. Continued used car price increases. For sure. Um, uh, I just, if, if, if the, if the supply of new car indirectly into the used car market doesn't change, um, at least in the next 12 to 24 months, you know, we're, uh, uh, we're, 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 we're potentially starting to see a, a, a bubble in the used car market. For and, sure, yeah. uh, and I'm, I'm hoping that doesn't happen. Yeah. No, it's super interesting. I think, uh, we'll obviously just keep watching this and see how it unfolds further, but is there any, Last things that you want to just mention on this? No, I mean, I think, uh, uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that the new car, um, environment begins to, um, get some buoyancy and get yeah. some uh, traction because we need new car. Um, yeah. I think it's really dangerous to not have a supply of stock into the used car market. Yeah. It's really dangerous. I agree with you 100%. I think that's all the time that we have today. Thank you so much, George. Awesome. Yeah.